Welcome back to another episode of Black Sheep and Bad Apples. I am your host, Lauren O'Brien, and I want to say, first and foremost, happy anniversary, boys. For you guys at home listening, we're recording this on September 11th, which, <laughs> if you've listened to our first episode, um, you'll know that things have changed drastically Shit. in the way that we do things. It is September But today is right. September 11th. And it is our one-year podcast our one anniversary. It is our podcast anniversary. So I'm very excited to announce that to you guys, the listeners at home, and you guys here in the studio. Speaking of you guys here in the studio, Ooh. Mr. Sean Old Hill is here. What's oh, his yeah. full legal name? Our producer man. Well, it's really Sean Aldro. Shania Hill. Fucking and really the voice hard to you're say. Hearing is obviously Sam. Sam Mitchell. That's me. I thought I had something funnier to say than that's me, <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> I saw you, your brain's yeah. your brain working. Yeah, at I was it. trying so hard, but you know. And then we've also got our main man, Mr. Joseph Dacey. Wow. Hey. Oh, so he's the main oh, man. Well, so you guys are all my main men because <laughs> since it's our anniversary, you guys were ah. known by the term. Hooray for polygamy! Means we're all group married. It means we're all married to you. It's like that show exactly. Big Love, but gay. <laughs> See, you guys didn't. And not religious. You guys haven't really caught on to this, but this has been the starting of my cult. Mm, yeah, and so you that's guys are why. My first wives, and this cult is going whoa, whoa, whoa. very smoothly. I is that why you branded all of us? I'll be your husband, that's though. Definitely why I branded all of you guys. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> Nance, I thought you're it was just a, a fun night we were having. <laughs> yeah. Being a bitch, Nance. Anyway, being a bitch. Thank you guys for listening to us tonight. We are um, going to be diving into a little thing that happened a month ago. Um, but a month ago, as soon as this happened, we did our co-host takeover. And so I was really excited to write about it, really excited to kind of delve into this topic. Um, but then it took me four weeks until I could have my <laughs> seat back. So I'm really excited to be talking uh-huh. with you guys tonight about the America's Frontline Doctors. Ooh. Do you guys know anything about these guys? I don't. To be honest, everything's just sparking images of the I'm, Yeah, uh, I'm thinking like medics at D-Day, and I know that's not what you're talking about. That's what they, th- that's what they name themselves to sound like. Well, I'm no, thinking, I just think at Ground feels... Zero right now, because it is 9-11. Well, they so. are at the Ground Zero of something important. Is this, is this COVID-related? COVID-related. Right. Yeah. So, they're going to be the doctors dealing with this disease or whatever. See, you were that's, what you'd think. <laughs> that's what you'd think. That's what you'd think. But it's not, is but, it? So, it's fucking not. It's oh, fucking I not. So God. we're going to get into Ooh, this a little bit, guys. And we're so just gonna, fucking mad. We're going to have a little bit of fun with it. Because tonight's episode I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so it's pretty interesting that uh, like all the ideas that have been coming out in the past few weeks. Um, so I wanted to talk more about, um, something, about more, something more topical than like the usual like ancient kind of history that we work on here. Um, and I found this topic it's a to good be way to think about extremely it. <laughs> fascinating. Um, it's, it's just... On the steps of the United States Supreme Court, a group of doctors that call themselves the, quote, America's Frontline Doctors, made a press release on Monday, July 27th. In that press release, they claim, without evidence, that they could cure coronavirus and that the preve- preventative measures that have been taken were dangerous and unnecessary. The stance that they give is basically summed up as, quote, It's not that big of a deal, guys. It's not that big of a deal. Regardless of what you, the listener, may think, the video is actually pretty boring and strange, but I wanted to take a look at it uh, just to, like, get into, like, the head, like, 
kind of figure out what some of the claims and ideas are, like get into some of these guys' heads. And so that's what we're going to be doing tonight, guys. Uh, the internet and the world have taken this video by storm, not unlike the one that was re released a few weeks prior entitled Plandemic. Some praise the work of these doctors, feeling that the virus has been blown out of proportions and that these brave doctors were taking a stand on the front line. Others consider what they, consider what they did very irresponsible at best and just straight up propaganda at worst. <laughs> so in order to kind of parse whether some of these claims are true or not, one has to explore who these people are, verify that they are in fact doctors, and verify some information that they presented. And that's what we're going to be do doing tonight just for funsies. Well, not for nothing, but if they are doctors, then they took a oath. I, I believe. And, I believe so. And and part of that oath is to do no harm. Mm-hmm. And so, if you are misinforming from the position of being a doctor, you're misinforming the population. You are in fact doing harm, or could therefore be doing harm. So they should all just be like, there, not doctors yeah, anymore. There are yeah. some nice loopholes. Like, that, your first that, name's doctor. You get away with it real nicely. Like, you, you can get, like, Dr. Phil, Dr. Pepper, Dr. Dre. Like, they're not yeah. real, like, and, like, but. Wait, the, Dr. Dre isn't a real doctor? No, no, no he didn't. He never graduated from medical enough, school. he is not. Yeah. But what about that song where he's like, don't just stand there, Dr. Dre, operate. Um, uh, satire. Oh no, he killed that guy. Oh, yeah. trying. <laughs> so I was gonna say it's he's like not around Nick. to testify anymore. So, so, so when we get into like, when we get into America's frontline doctors, we're just gonna start with the Who, just to start off, because I want you guys to kind of see my step by step analysis. The Who. <laughs> I like how we pinball wizard. We jump right into oh, music. fucking rock opera. We're getting in not the band the Who. We're getting into Guess America's who? Frontline oh. Doctors. Oh, oh. Who that, are they? That was started by a woman named Simone Gold. Oh. A cursory glance at Google reveals that she is, in fact, a doctor. So we're fucking good there. We can find her online at healthgrades.com, where Dr. Simone Gold, MD, is cited as being a, quote, emergency medicine specialist with, a, with 31 years of experience, end quote. She graduated from some college in Chicago in 1989, and she is not accepting new patients. So, while on this page, I just scrolled down to kind of peruse it for a few, and I found out that she's got a 2.3 out of 5 rating on health grades. And that's not too good, but it's not terrible. But if you take a second look at the results of the votes, however, you'll find that the data says something else. If you look, and, you know, these might be just people trolling, so who knows. But if you look at the review, three people have given her five stars on this website. So, it's pretty dope. But if you dig a little deeper and you discover the other half of those six total ratings, um, she, that she got two one-star ratings and one two-star rating. So that's not really that important when we get into the scheme of things, but I just kind of wanted to give you a framework of how we're diving into some of this She's stuff. She's had six people say, I'll even care enough to rate you. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm taking from. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and one, one, one third of that. those was one star rating. So, you know, grain of salt, that whole thing. But it, it is kind of interesting. So at this stage, I kind of want to take So she a, doesn't have good bedside manner. That's, that's what we've yeah, established can't so far. It. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to look into yeah, it. Yeah, most the of the most, reviewers. I'm just yeah. going to say, like, a lot of the smartest, best people out there really don't have very good yeah, like Dr. bedside House. manner. Like House, we always make that character. Yeah. 
yeah. in or, our sitcoms. Or but in reality, she's an asshole like, doesn't know any money is trying to make some uh, doesn't know anything is trying to make money off of people. That's true. That you is like another possibility right. that is out right. there. So at this stage, I wanted to kind of take a gander at America's Frontline Doctors website um, because we'll be getting into Doctor Gold a little bit, but it it's it's kind of disappointing that there isn't a website for these guys. Um, because it'd be full of interesting facts, I'm sure. Uh, but it turns out that they did have a website, but their, uh, their website's host Squarespace. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it cut them out. Uh, I, and, I was going to make a joke that it was like Squarespace, like and they didn't pay their bill no, or something like no, that. No, Squarespace, it just pre presents visitors with message saying that the website, quote, expired. So the fact that they've gotten their website taken down before I got to read it, which was four weeks ago, like a day after this all happened, that was a really big bummer for me. Do you understand how weird that sounds? Like, unless they didn't pay their bill, which I can't imagine a website costs that much, that in fact Squarespace took their website down intentionally. For what reason, Sam? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the reason was that they took the website down. Yeah. Anybody's allowed. If fucking 4chan and 8chan get to exist in the world, then anybody gets to have their fucking yep. website. And so um, it is noteworthy that a ultra-conservative news group uh, that Ben Shapiro used to work for, Breitbart, was the first to report that the site went down and also had kind of a hand in helping out this conference, like set this conference up. So it is interesting. He doesn't I work there him. anymore. He's like four four years or yeah four years removed from Breitbart, but Breitbart started setting this stuff up, which was the most interesting thing about this. There's a lot of like little characters that kind of play into this story that I found fascinating. And so if you guys haven't watched the America's Frontline Doctors press release or press conference video, um, I would recommend that you guys don't. It's 48 <laughs> minutes or something like that of time that you'll just never get back. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. And I had to watch it, so <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did. These are, it. Yeah, these are kind of the talking points tonight that we're gonna be working on. So, since I wanted to find a video myself online, as I don't like relying on what other people just fucking tell me, I had to dig it up after everywhere had fucking suppressed it. What I was told that these doctors are defying the gag order to tell Americans the truth! Exclamation point. Dun dun dun. What I found might just be medical outliers shouting into the echo chamber of their own creation. So, since it had been removed by basically every source on the internet, it was kind of difficult to find it, but I did. I found it after tracking the name in the corner of the video. There were like little clips that you could see online. Uh, and the, this led me to a very interesting website named Tea Party Patriots Action. <laughs> yeah. The on web, the front lines. <laughs> the, web, <laughs> the web page has a logo with the same name. Everything is red, white, and blue. And across the top of the site, it is an article uh, that says in a big red word, like it's got this stamped across, you know, like, like a stamp would look. And it says, censored. And the byline <laughs> is, the video Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Vimeo don't want you to see, end quote. <laughs> Which, if one pays attention to any kind of internet grifters or charlatans, like if any of you guys listening at home pay attention to these people like I do, you'll come across videos like this all the fucking time. In fact, a new tactic for a lot of these snake oil doomsday, doomsday salesmen and women is inserting something like censored video or banned video into their tags and descriptions. One can find them basically everywhere on the internet, and there are many people out there that want to sell you fear, which is ironic because both sides are screaming that idea extremely loudly. So, 
Band.video, a website run by the infamously terrible researcher Alex Jones, is notorious <laughs> for that. <laughs> In fact, while I was exploring some of these like censored videos and stuff, um, uh, I, I kind of I wanted to touch on him. In fact, the reason Band.video even fucking exists is because Alex Jones couldn't couldn't play by the rules given by these corporations <laughs> and was kicked off a lot of these main social media outlets in 2018. I found an article about it, and I'm going to let the authors, uh, the authors for NPR, Bill Chappelle and Anastasio Skoulas, take the lead here for a second. Quote, YouTube, Apple, and Facebook have removed main outlets for conspiracy theorist Alex Jones and his InfoWars website, citing repeated violations of policies against hate speech and glorifying violence. InfoWars responded by accusing the companies of censorship. End quote. Well, so, unfortunately for you, bud, it's like a private... <laughs> Ordeal, which is probably the issue with the Squarespace that's thing. That's like, kind of what I'm assuming too. I don't know about company, this, yeah, so they I don't can know just... about Squarespace, but that's what we're, a lot of these people have been censored, which we'll get into <laughs> later, and it's just so funny. And so while I was looking, so this is a little bit of a tangent, guys, uh, but I found it hilarious and wanted to, I wanted to know why people got deplatformed. Um, and while I was researching for this podcast, I obviously went over to band.video to see what Alex was up to. And while I was digging around a little bit, I found in his store that there's a section entitled Alex Recommends. So I'm going to pull up a picture that Alex has on his website, and I'm going to have one of you guys read it and describe it to our listeners. In fact, I think I'm going to go ahead and give this, pass this over to Joe for me, and just have him okay. uh, go ahead and click this, this arrow on the right once you're done with that one. And just read to the audience what it what it looks like, what he titles it, and we'll oh, go from there. Oh, God. Betsy Ross, American Eagle, not Nazi t-shirt. <laughs> what, not, what is it? Not what? Nazi? <laughs> Are you on to the second picture? Yeah. Can go, I see that? Go ahead, go ahead and read, read the description well, before we pass it around. Celebrate the Oval Seal and show your fellow patriots and Americans that you stand with Trump. Stand with Trump with the Betsy Ross American Eagle, not Nazi t-shirt. Now, Sam, could you go ahead and take that and okay. tell me something real quick? Scrolling left what? and right, I which are the two photos of the t-shirt, is there... Any? Oh, it's it's a uh, it's a picture, Sam. You're gonna have to swipe across the screen uh, the other way. Yeah. It looks is like there, an Ed Hardy shirt. Is there any <laughs> anything that would indicate to you that that shirt would be a Nazi shirt? Is there any yeah. swastikas? The, is there just, is there any reason? It's it's a tattoo an old navy like sailor would get. Yeah. Right? Like, like, yeah. This is 100 percent like a like a whatever that. In the style of that, like uh, Ed Hardy, or is that his name? Like the, the sailor dude, that like, Sailor like, Jerry, yeah, yeah. Sailor yeah. Jerry style tattoo with the like you throw some scrolling, rhinestones on like there, a scroll, like a like a banner scroll, like I got tattooed here. It's a single-headed eagle. The shield's kind of weird, and it says E pluribus unum across the right the the ribbon, which and I it's thought got was... the olive branches and the fucking arrows. This is I, all super wait, typical. Like it, everybody it, uses a fucking eagle or a falcon. The Nazis did it. Russia does. Everybody does it. Everybody what, does what, it. What everybody loves raptors. Latin? They look so stern. To me, it's just weird that I wanted to bring it up. It's just weird that he would call, have to call it not Nazi T-shirt, like. Well, but that's what, what is that in Latin? What, what does that mean? Uh, out of one comes many. 
uh, out of many one or something like that. Is out that of many the, one, is yeah, that yeah. the like, Latin phrase Plur. that John Wilth Booth said when he, uh, when no, he killed No, that Lincoln? was six semper, six oh, semper right, tyrannus. Right. This is the stuff that you see on the back of the dollar bill, which Alex should know represents the Illuminati, which he is totally fucking <laughs> against. So it's really weird that he just has this Betsy Ross flag and this American. He's got this bald American eagle on this t-shirt and still feels the need because of his fan base to say that this is not a Nazi t-shirt. <laughs> and it just blows my mind and I fucking had to point it out to, to those in the audience. You guys I feel can find like it's, it on but the it's almost, store. It's called the Betsy Ross American Eagle comma not Nazi t-shirt. It's almost like it's, when somebody's like saying the, like the thing, they're like they're lying to you and they're so bad at lying that they say something like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like totally a Nazi shirt. I'm not a racist, it's, but black it's people like, should. And you're like, all right, like the shield, the shield oh, is right. like the shield used by the SS or something. You know what I mean? Like he swapped it. It doesn't look like the normal shield you see. Yeah, there's a weird little detail. Not a Nazi shirt, though. somewhere in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. there's like 77 swastikas in there. Yeah, yeah there's got to be you know, Hitler is whatever. Mega weapons. Whatever. Yeah, if you fold yeah, it yeah. a certain way, like in Mad Magazine, <laughs> it just becomes Hitler's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see where the mustache would be. <laughs> anyway, so back on the track, Merkin. boys. So everybody is censoring the truth, um, according to basically everybody with whom Alex Jones associates. But what kind of truth is everybody hiding? If you click on the link to the Tea Party Patriots Foundation, the one that I mentioned that was uh, stamped censored across it, you'll be led to the actual videos that's causing so much commotion. The video starts with Jenny Martin standing at a very small podium. Behind her are 12-ish people all wearing lab coats standing around and murmuring quietly to each other. Jenny herself is a columnist and co-founder of the Tea Party Patriots. She also writes for the Washington Times. Which sounds really prestigious, but it's because it's named similarly to the Washington Post. Right. <laughs> right. I assume the reason they named the newspaper oh the way God. they did was to give the audience a sense of credibility and to give off the air of being factual information rather than conservative news tabloid-like Just articles. like all those B-movies. All the B-movies <laughs> yeah. that are like... Transmoffers or like... like yes! <laughs> tr transformation bots. And you're like, oh, I, wait. Wait, what? Like, you guys, dark side of the spoon. You're, it what? Gets, it gets even better. <laughs> if you dig deeper into the Washington Times, you'll discover it was created by the Unification Church, oh. run by the notorious Korean cult leader Sun, Young, Sun Myung Moon. So that should reassure you as to the quality of content that Jenny Martin likes to create and publish. <laughs> oh my God. Pretty Weird. cool. But you, you know that, like, cult leaders are really like they're who's gonna save us all no <laughs> trump is a cult leader if you ask me they are not oh, going to a, save yeah it's a cult all. <laughs> yeah i mean the whole q anonymous they have their own thing reality like, yeah it's, like, it's weird the QAnon stuff is a, like a ever feeding loop that just uh, like it'll it, just keep him like yeah. like going for way too long yeah. and it's dangerous and that's why it's really interesting that a an American right-wing conservative talking point is being published on a Korean cult leader's 
news. It's it's weird. So according to sources, when Jenny created the Tea Party Patriots in 19 or 2009, rather, along with co-founders Amy Kramer and Mark Meckler, she began hosting rallies, getting her uh, uh, getting her start in Atlanta. Nothing Nazi like that. Nazi ask about that at in all. In 2010, she was getting paid about two thousand dollars a month by the organization to continue speaking. For years, Martin had been pursuing her passion, which is bringing light to that which has been kept dark, which is sarcasm, guys. That's sarcasm. Uh, she <laughs> I, thought, herself, I literally thought you said white. To, to, the, <laughs> light, to the light is the... <laughs> she, so she's made herself quite the name in the political, political sphere, helping to raise money for Republican parties. Uh, and this, this is what the Tea Party Patriots are all about. They're, they're trying to raise money for campaigns. Um, so I'm going to read from the Washington Post, not the Washington Times, uh, an article discussing the Tea Party Patriots and Jenny Martin. Now, it's a long one, so try to stay with me, boys. All right. Quote, the donation page on the website of the Tea Party Patriots Citizen Fund pleads with potential donors to, end quote, make the most generous, con generous contribution possible, end quote, to help fund the, end quote, the ads, the get-out-the-vote campaigns, the research, and the volunteer training sessions we need to take the fight to the big-time, the big-spending incumbents, and end quote. So this is still their article. <laughs> Such appeals have helped the group raise millions of dollars through thousands of small donations. This is another end quote. I'm just so disappointed with the Republican Party and was hoping the Tea Party can have some influence, said Adele Ward, an 81-year-old resident of Kerrville, Texas wrote a check for a thousand dollars to the Tea Party Patriots at the end of March. I was certainly bags. In quote. I was certainly <laughs> hoping it was to further their agenda and to support the candidates. And we're still quoting the WAPO. Um, but of the 7.4 million that the Georgia-based group's super PAC has spent since the beginning of 2013, just 184,505 dollars has gone to boost candidates. The Post found. Three quarters of the spending by the Citizens Fund, 5.5 million, has been devoted to fundraising and direct mail. Jenny Martin, the Super PAC's chairwoman, oversees all of it, all, all its expenditures, according to the Tea Party Patriots spokesperson Kevin Brighton, meaning she sets her own $15,000 monthly fee for strategic consultation. Payments have totaled 120,000 since July. She also draws a salary as president of the Tea Party Patriots nonprofit arm, getting more than 272,000 in the 2012 fiscal year, according to the group's most recent tax filing. Her twin salaries put her on track to make more than $450,000 this year. This was written in 2014. A dramatic change in lifestyle for the Tea Party activists who had filed for bankruptcy in, 20, uh, in 2008 and then cleaned homes for a period of time to bring in extra money. And quote. Yeah. So when she's saying that she's doing it because she's got America's best interests at heart, I just want everybody who's listening to remember that she stood to make, according to this article, about a half a million dollars in 2014, and the Tea Party Patriots have only been growing since. And since we're, I, like, I want to be unbiased here. Being as unbiased as I can, in that article, spokesperson Brighton said that Martin, quote, probably works 90 to 100 hours a week, end quote. So according to him, she does do some hard work. But I did the math, and the company has spent nearly two and a half percent on what they what they made on act, what they actually made on political contributions. The rest has gone to the company, which we can assume is at least partially payroll. So they spent two and a half percent on camp of their their funds on actual political parties. So this lady's 
bio reads like every every intro to like a story like about a con artist. Yeah. It really feels like that, right? Like, uh, yeah, filed for bankruptcy, cleaned houses. Like, yeah, okay, those things happen to normal people too. But then, like, <laughs> here you are, grifting eighty something year old Texan women at a thousand dollars out of a thousand bucks. They think probably doing that do... a couple times a day. Yeah. It, she it, also seems like somebody who writes like erotic fan fiction of like the old historical days. Yeah, like, like old time, like like, wild. like real yeah. dirty Jane Austen shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so getting back to our conference, Jenny Martin starts the America's Frontline Doctors Conference by introducing who they are and what they are doing, and then goes directly to the oldest man there, <laughs> the oldest man in the world. So, you no. guys, <laughs> no, that's that's factually untrue. What Joe just said. And we Just redact at that. It. We redact <laughs> that. It's redacted. You'll only hear boo. <laughs> oldest man in the record show. <laughs> that Joe <laughs> is drunk. Introduced as Again. South Carolina Congressman Philip Norman, which sounds like a name somebody would make up if they were trying to like appear as a normal person. Philip Norman. <laughs> Norman steps on stage. And as he does, all the doctors awkwardly shift. So this is a South, Southern Carolina. He's a congressman, guys. It's a real. A con- this is a real congressman. It's a real congressman. How old did you say he was? He's very old. I didn't How? look it up because I don't care What's enough his about name? him. Ralph Norman. He's just so old. He's a big old Southern gent. Yeah. And he's kind of the first guy to take the podium. He's a representative. Yeah, and he begins speaking. During his speech, he's only sixty-seven. He discusses how important it is to, yeah, to give up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so he discusses how important it is to to listen to the truth presented by these doctors who will be speaking shortly. During his speech, he claims that, that the doctors behind him are standing up against the establishment, saying, "Quote: That's why I appreciate these physicians taking their time to come out and to tell us the truth about the cures and things we can do to lessen this epidemic." End quote. So in that same speech. He also encourages people to open up schools and businesses and, uh, and allow students back to school so they can lead their normal lives. The issue with that is that in many cases we've seen infected num- numbers rise when we've sent students back to school. And so it's been broadly deemed as just an unwise action. So the Southern Carolina congressman continues on his speech and it's honestly, it's not that inf- exciting. Like none of this fucking conference is exciting by the way, guys. Like it's all boring. I had to pause it a million times. It took me three hours to do. Just don't watch it. It's fucking boring. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he acts like an older, almost like decrepit hype man for for a would be like hip hop group. <laughs> hey, you guys ready to hear some jam? Yeah, and he does this by like hyping up the credibility and the bravery of those who are about to speak. And since he's boring and offers like little new information, I'm just gonna cut to a funny quote from his boring speech where he says this. I know of no important issue than solving the, the than solving the children back in school. And he said school. And forgetting these doctors to tell us what it is we can do to find find a cure and to use things that make sense for people who contract this disease that we didn't ask for. This disease is not Democrat. This disease is not Republican. This is an American problem, brought on by the Chinese government. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like really? He almost, he almost oh. drives it home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I quote, this is an American problem, comma, brought on by the Chinese government. <laughs> we don't need no water. Let that motherfucker burn. <laughs> this guy's senile, right? I don't know. 
You said he wasn't that old. No, he's 67. Yeah, but so he can have dementia. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just maybe he's got Dewey body dementia, just like Robin Williams. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, all bad though. The president. It wasn't all bad though, uh, as he made it known that he was a proponent of masks. So again, that's good. This is he's where a proponent. Yeah, he's a proponent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is in direct contrast of our next speaker, <laughs> Doctor Yvette <laughs> Lozano. Was this a larger black woman? No. We're getting her. We'll get there. I, that's the excerpt I saw. I was like, her <laughs> that, bit. That's the, that's yeah, the, I was like, man, they're really going for like authenticity with this, like the accent, like the yeah. everything, like. Well, and and so Doctor Yvette Lozano seems interesting. I wanted to kind of dive into her here in a little bit, so so I'm going to touch on this real quick before we go to break. Um, and I, I was wanting, wanting to just read a little bit more about her and see what kind of person she was. Seeing as how she calls herself a doctor, that was the first thing I wanted to verify. Um, and in Dallas, Texas, I learned that she runs a clinic. And I quote, Dr. Lozano Medical Clinic, we hope to make you a part of our family, end quote, is the opening text on what you see when you go directly to her webpage. She lists what she charges for things like urine tests, blood work, and office visits. Uh, directly under that, she lists what she charges for COVID-19 treatments. A first-time visit will run between $575 and $660. And, in parentheses under that, depending on age. Your follow -up is that, will, is that a normal thing doctors do? Have I don't know. a menu of all their prices? Because I don't well, think I've ever seen that. And we're going to touch on this a little bit later. No. Yeah. Make sure you find out when you get to the check yeah. stand. Yeah, there, there's actually a certain type of doctor that does this. So we're going to get into that okay. later in the story. Uh, your follow up visits will be about $295 per visit. She only takes cash or credit. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> she also works only four days a week, Monday through Thursday, between the hours of 8 30 and noon. She graduated right. from a Methodist university with a degree in the good old doctrine, specifically family medicine specialist. And from her website, she is the only doctor at her clinic. So she's only open for four and a half hours, four days a week. She's the only one there. We're going to get to it, boys. <laughs> Yvette's page has a scrolling quote in the middle of it, uh, in the middle of it that says, quote, if your physician's office is closed during a pandemic, fire him or her, end quote. And boys, I am so excited to note that she is quoting herself. So that's cool. What, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, Quote her in your it's, ass because you quote, quote She's quoting herself. So that, that's cool. Somebody and it's on her website. It, that was her. Equally as exciting, guys, wrong. is that she's credible. When I, when I visited her webpage wait. last week. <laughs> so, you guys, when I visited her webpage last week, at the top and right corner of her, it says that her clinic is, quote, temporarily closed. And it appears between <laughs> September 3rd through the 8th, she'll be unavailable. <laughs> so, since it's September 11th, we don't have to worry, but it is really interesting. You that can all go pay $600 for her to tell you to. All of her patients should have fired her last week because of what she quoted herself as saying. But regardless, we're going to take a little break from here. We're going to go on a short little break. And you guys get to listen to some cool commercials. It's true. I'm honestly jealous of the yeah. listeners. Yeah. We don't get to listen to those. We, we just sit here. And it's done in We post. sit here silently Pretty for much two minutes. What's going to happen is these mics are going to go off, and then everybody's going to yell at me for this sure. little bit right here. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> going to do that. After the break, we'll get into it. Break. This podcast is brought to you by Fourth Corner Productions, creating music, podcasts, and more in the greater Trinity County area. 
Did you regretfully forget to study martial arts? Are you a weakling? Are you scared? Do you lack courage? Are you just down on your luck, feeling blue? Just want a little pep in your step or a smile on your face? Well, come down to Karate Chop Emporium. We got everything you need to get back on your feet and feel good. Defeat your nemesis. We got Karate Chops. This kicks. Tick shots. Headbutts. We got a guy down here who break a brick for you. It's freaking awesome. Ow. Come down to uh, Karate Chop Emporium at uh, uh, 357 Q Street. It's Q not a strip mall. Street. Or a strip club. <laughs> and welcome back to KWPZ 106.7 FM. Brick Oven Rock and Roll with Cheesy Papa and Skeeter. Skeeter. I am here taking a hot, sweet, sexy request on music. And I'm here taking your hot, hot pizza request for delivery. The ovens are fired up. We are ready to make pie. And we are about to kick ourselves into a nice 30-minute rock block. But first, let's go to caller one. Caller number With one. a pizza order, what do you want? Hey, hey, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm Johnny. I'm from the west side of Chicago. I'm just cool, sitting Johnny. here rocking out, just trying to get a little pizza. Nice. What's your order, bud? I want a deep dish like Chicago style pepperoni nice. pizza with full slices. I don't want you taking like the, the, the slice out like oh, you did yeah, last yeah. time. Oh yeah, we got rid of that guy who's a you know like the delivery guy was eating the one slice. It was a real issue. He yeah, had Dan, like an OCD Daniel, or something. Daniel had a really bad problem with kleptomania, but what we do have is a bona fide badass new delivery driver by the name of Chris. Chris, how are you Lighting feeling tonight? Chris. Ooh, I'm feeling real good tonight. I'm glad I'm going to be going out to Chicago. You ready to take this dude's pizza out to him in like I'm, 20, 25 minutes? Ooh, I'm so ready when it's so hot. What do you want to hear on the way? You know what I want to hear? I want to hear a little bit of Mississippi heat. Because I can feel that that Chicago deep dish is going to be real hot when it comes out of the oven. Some of that Chicago blues, baby. Ooh, yeah. But no, when I get halfway across that toll bridge, what I want to hear is a little bit of smashing pumpkins for that little toll money I got to put in there. Well, we got four minutes of Mississippi heat for you, baby, for that Chicago blues satiation. And then we're also going to kick it off with a little bit of them them rock and roll bands. But Caller, are you paying with cash or credit card? Uh, PayPal. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll, we, ki- we'll kick you over to our operator. But- yeah. And until then, what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and kick into this sweet half an hour rock block. This has been Skeeter. And Cheesy Papa, get ready for some whiny lyrics and whining guitar. Woo! That's definitely the same dude. The makers of the Lasso Hammer are happy to introduce you to our new product, the Rugged Lasso Hammer. With a steel reinforced rope and a stainless steel lead-infused hammerhead. Any man who knows his way around a construction site is going to use one of these. With high tensile strength and an aerodynamic design. It's fun for the whole family, even the kids. And you bring it to a construction site, you're going to really nail it. The Rugged Lasso Hammer. Swing it. Nail it. Rugged Lasso Hammer. Thank you for listening to our fake sponsors. If you like what you've heard, like, subscribe, and share. It all helps. Now back to the show. And we're back. Hi, listeners. We're back. And if you guys wander over over to Yvette Lozano's website, you'll find a section entitled COVID-19. In that, you'll find a link to a page entitled 
boys. This is important. <laughs> yeah. Entitled, mm, quote, up. Sorry, Professor. Flatten the fear. Mm. Oh. And I will be quoting from that page here. I thought you were going to say the earth. Quote. This is where it gets sexy. New commercial features doctors calling to flatten the fear. Together, we flatten the curve, which we have not. Now it's time to flatten the fear. Doctors from around the country are saying it's okay to get back to work and reopen America. End quote. I find this hilarious just because there's no nation in the world currently accepting American travelers because the <laughs> outbreak has reached such great, such great heights. Here. Here. Yeah. Everyone else has got it covered. Yeah. We but freed ourselves into a corner. We really did. And it's just <laughs> stupid. So at the bottom of her stupid fucking page, it says, Dr. Lozana has a presence on Facebook and YouTube, but they regularly remove her posts. <laughs> Refer to this website for uncensored content, end quote. And we're going to be hearing more about uncensored content. The reason she had her, her content removed, this not unlike so Alex Jones, is because it's full of unproven misinformation. So it's really awesome that she's getting to the same level of, like, popularity and notoriety that Alex Jones is and that people are like removing her stuff and that well that's what she would tell you is that she's becoming just so important and people are listening to the movement that they have to censor her because she's speaking the fucking truth and it's just it's Alex Jones stuff and it's dumb I'm gonna get into it later because it's all dumb but if that gets up there and she also says some more dumb stuff and rather than quoting her I'd like to move on to the next speaker a Mr. Dr. Dan Erickson as I mentioned, the main milieu of the country. I did say Mr. Doctor. <laughs> Pretty Mr. Sure. First, please. The main milieu of the conference is just Don't like people Mr. acting awkward near a podium. So like <laughs> these these people know all eyes are on them. So I just want you to remember that as we move forward. Like these people are it's almost like a constant, just like people are uncomfortable. They don't know if they're supposed to step forward and speak or if they should stay still. And it's just like, the whole thing is like in shambles. It it's seems. almost like they didn't actually plan it all out. They just kind of like got up there and just figured it would all just happen. It feels like that. <laughs> so Dana Erickson, from what I could it's tell. It's authentic. It's authentic, yeah. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got a real amateur touch to it. High fresh. It works well for poor. Joe's dog is getting oh, in my lap. Come I gotta, here, oh, come here, I got to read this script. Oh, mascot script. dog. Yes, I love you too. You got to get down now. Thank you. Anyway, so Dan Erickson, from what I can tell, may have a personal website where he blogs, but I can't confirm whether it's him or not. And there's a bunch of stuff like, I'm on the Oregon coast learning how to play guitar and listening to 300 vinyl record kind of stuff. So it's boring. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Regardless, when it's his turn to get up and speak, he starts with letting everybody know that he wants us to, quote, slow things down, but also, quote, open things up, which seems paradoxical, but hey, I'm no health expert. You know who is, though? Mr. Dr. Dan Erickson. According to Web WebMD. No, that, that's <laughs> me. I, I'm saying Mr. Doctor, because it's... God damn, is this... This whole this whole thing is dumb. It pisses me off. He's not actually a doctor, but his name, his legal name is Doctor. <laughs> it's something like that. And so he is, in fact, Mr. According, doctor. According to WebMD, he received a degree in osteopathy, which we can, can confirm through healthgrades.com, where they said he, quote, graduated from Western University of Health Sciences slash College of Orthopedic... Uh, Osteopathic Medicine of the Pacific, comma, Western University of Health Sciences Medical School in 2004, end quote. 
So he is certifiably a bona fide doctor of osteopathy. Certified freak. Curious about it though. I wanted to know more about what osteopathy is. is. So I consulted a few of the online oracles. (laughs) (laughs) Miriam Webster describes it as, quote, a system of medical practice based upon theory that diseases are due chiefly to loss of structural integrity, which can be restored by manipulation of the parts supplemented by therapeutic measures, such as drugs or surgery, end quote. So they practice the type of medicine in which they manipulate, massage the muscles, bones, and joints to relieve what ails you, which is information paraphrased from Oxford languages. But it's also described by some as alternative medicine. Haha. Are you saying like alternative medicine? He's a glorified massage therapy, massage therapist, which does stuff. But, like, this, like, he still uses medicines and stuff like that, but just, like, rubs your muscles because he thinks your cold is due to your shoulders. He's got a out. doctorate. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand. I mean. Like a seven-year degree. Yeah, and it doesn't, like, it sounds like it's a real or enough. To write a thesis. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like Can he's got to. Can we find his thesis? I could not. Fuck. It sounds like a real enough um, practice that you'd get a degree for it in, like, a. Semi-prodigious college. Can I, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's the same like as long as a doctor, but like it, you still like you have to go to. It, but it's you like don't a know. Chiropractor. It's a Mister Doctor. It's a Mister <laughs> Doctor. That's yeah. And again, it, it none seems, of you know this. Well, it seems like he's a he's a, a glorified massage therapist. I don't think he knows it though. I think that you're. It's a massage slandering. I mean, I might be. I, I'm actually just <laughs> describing what's going, like what I was told he does. He can, he's and then a another massage. source I, I, I looked at described it. This as guy's a fucking voice. American hero. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to step on the flag in front of you. <laughs> so he's a massage therapist that can write prescriptions. He, he's yeah, like if if our drummer James could write prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm, <laughs> I'm just so also going to assume that, that he be. has a holy fuck better idea about anatomy and physiology than James does. No offense, James, but Love you're not you a fucking doctor. Love, Love you, buddy. bro. So Erickson continues with his portion of the conference by talking about how bad locking down everything, uh, how bad locking everything down has been for people's mental health. Health. Stating that, quote, when you walk down a country, it uh, causes public health issues, even adding that alcoholism is on the rise. And yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they literally deemed alcohol like sales to be a necessity. <laughs> yeah. And he's actually not incorrect in this guy. So, like, there might be something to the osteopathy. Like, I don't know. Who didn't know if you don't have to go to work, you're getting fucking a bunch of money from the government for not going to work, and, and you're scared out of yeah. your mind. You're you're getting drunk. That's yeah. what people who, who are not recovered alcoholics do. They have a drink about that <laughs> shit. That's what, that's what normal folk do. They're like, like well, I'm going to have a drink. I ain't got shit to do all week. There was that Crack study that came one. out. I that, might um, just have one scotch. That uh, LSD, like, like, uh, like, like people took like so much more LSD in the last six months than any other time or like something like that. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Go on a trip, to do. man. <laughs> But, Go on vacay in my brain, brain. <laughs> but also, according to uh, the research done at the University of Bath in the UK, um, like again, not, he's not he's, a real place. He's not wrong. <laughs> Maybe it's Bath. I don't know. I'm not British. Bath. Um, according to the lead author, Dr. Hannah Reddy, the lockdown has created more depression and anxiety, including a form called health anxiety. Quote. 
People have been unsure whether they would see relatives again. Job security has been rocked. There is an increased threat to many people's health and government guidance is continually changing, leading to much uncertainty and anxiety, end quote. So he isn't correct about like the mental health effects that the lockdown has had. And I do want to give him credit for like he he's got something that I that that I thought was going to be questionable but it turns out it was right. So I'm going to give him 10 points. He's five, got 10 give points. Him 5 points. It doesn't take a doctor for everybody to know that we were all going to suffer fucking mentally and health-wise <laughs> from being locked up. You got to understand though. Gym, I suffered not, you know, I got 48 minutes of listening to bullshit. You guys are just hearing the highlights. And so that one I thought was bullshit, but I looked it up, and I'm really That's glad. That's why you're our homie in the trenches, man. That's yeah. why you're in charge, because yeah. otherwise Joe would be in charge. Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talk about UFOs bad way too leadership. much. See how nobody <laughs> laughed but <Not>. you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Eric, yeah, like you get five points, and uh, uh, we're also going to let him continue here. Quote, so we're... <laughs> quote, so we're, you know talking about having a little bit more of a measured approach, a consistent approach. If we have another spike, you know, coming in cold and flu season, let's do something that's sustainable. What's sustainable? Well, we could socially distance and wear some masks, but we can also open the schools and open businesses, which is a very interesting viewpoint. <laughs> we could do that or we could not. <laughs> yeah, he's, we could do that or the thing that completely contradicts it. Well, turns right. out this guy's on medication to stop the voices from telling him to kill everyone. That's why he's on hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> no, but he's advocating masks and social distancing, which is beautiful. Uh, it, like, it's absolutely better than doing nothing. But he's also like, let's open schools and businesses. And this is a hard line to stand on, especially as we've seen shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder student groupings in Georgia recent, in Georgia's recent reopening of schools, where nearly 1,200 students and faculty had to be placed under two-week quarantine at home due to exposure to COVID-19. Again, as I said at the top, it just seems a bit irresponsible to have students crowded in schools. And if we're going to take Erickson's advice and we're going to have a more measured and sustainable approach, reopening schools to close them, to reopen them again, doesn't seem like the best way to have a consistent nor a sustainable approach. But again, what do I know? I'm you know, not a health You know what expert. else it does is it fucking eats up school budgets, which are already, like, that's a whole, we could yeah. do a whole other podcast about the fucking school system. Yeah, how we should refund the schools. How you take, like, if the kids aren't going to school, you, I think you have a measured reduction in state spending to deal with the health implications of mm -hmm. putting a bunch of kids in a fucking school together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know but what I mean? Not only do you have enough, to buy crayons, enough. now you have to buy hand sanitizer for the whole fucking year. Well, no, now, kids, also think now kids that don't have health insurance, that could, because the ones that don't have the appropriate health care, unfortunately, are often the poorest. Mm -hmm. Um who are often also the ones in the most densely packed classrooms, right? They become, that becomes something that everybody who pays taxes picks up. Yep. Or we literally just let those kids suffer and or die. Which, so we if end I'm up hearing paying. correctly, we should save our children, not subject them to play. You know, I don't have kids myself. Them. I don't really want them, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Like you're supposed to... Protect children. Yeah. No, but we like have to kittens. kill a couple to appease or the gods. <laughs> that's different, <laughs> yeah, Joe. Yeah, that's what's happening. What? Ooh. You also think about Never mind. Like, Open them up. Open it up. You think about like, all those people spending like tens of thousands of dollars to go to like Zoom University. Jesus Christ. Right. 
It sounds like Trump University. <laughs> yeah, don't. <but> don't. <laughs> anyway, so fucking Erickson goes on on his stupid fucking speech talking about the effects of hydroxychloroquine. Specifically, he's talking about how good it is and about how there's this fear of hydroxychloroquine that's been on the rise due to mainstream media. And I quote, The fear of this drug has driven... The whole political situation has driven the fear towards the drug. And I'm, that's a perfect recitation of what he said. That wasn't me pausing. So let's address that. This drug is super safe. It's safer than aspirin, Motrin, Tylenol. It's super safe, all right? Very reassuring that statement was, um, especially when the FDA, along with a huge portion of medical experts who are better researchers than I, had released statements wherein they discuss how hydroxychloroquine and or chloroquine can lead to heart rhythm problems. And there's a couple of other things that it can lead to, but hydroxychloroquine is actually just really good for treating malaria, lupus, and rheumatoid arthritis. But the, currently, the, the current and widely accepted conclusion is that hydroxychloroquine does nothing, does little to nothing to hedge your bets against COVID-19. And if you're going to take medical advice from medical experts, the treatment could actually put you in danger. So that being said, this isn't Erickson's first controversy either. <laughs> Erickson and his colleague, Dr. Artin Masihi, in early 2020 made statements, <clears throat> rather made statements in April emphasizing that the coronavirus had already spread far and far, uh, wide and far across the United States, and that meant the coronavirus was, was either not dangerous or just no longer dangerous. Like, it never could have killed us before. Anyway... There may be some, like, good research that's occurring into that kind of speculative uh, area, but there's nothing conclusive, and it kind of looks like it's a no at this point. Um, but al also, that by no means that we should pretend the virus isn't out there and spreading. Like, people are still catching it, people are still getting sick and dying, and so it... it cool. We should try to minimize its spread as much as we can. And so, it, it, this controversial statement made by these two doctors actually required the refutation of the AAEM and the ACEP. And I quote, The American Academy of Emergency Medicine, the AAEM, and the American Col College of Emergency Physicians, the ACEP, jointly and emphatically condemn the, the recent opinions released by Dr. Daniel Erickson and Dr. Artin Masihi. These reckless and untested musings do not speak for medical society and are inconsistent with current <coughs> science and epidemiology regarding COVID-19. As owners of local urgent care clinics, it appears these two individuals are releasing biased, non-peer-reviewed data to advance their personal financial interests without regards for the, public, for the public's health. COVID-19 misinformation is widespread and dangerous. Members of the AAEM and the ACEP are first-hand witnesses to, to the human toll that COVID-19 is taking on our communities. The AAEM and ACEP strongly advise against using any statements of Dr. Erickson and Masihi as a basis for policy and decision-making. So, he's an, an emergency medical practitioner and the Association for Emergency Medical Practitioners is like, nah, dude, you guys don't fucking listen to that guy. <laughs> like, hell no. And it's depressing, honestly. It's kind of sad to, uh, to like, see this kind of stuff have to happen. And that, like, I don't know if it's p people being misguided, if it's financial investment. It's just really, it's a weird thing. So feels like it's a real one step forward, two step back type of thing. Yeah, it really does. Over. What what what's the point? 
of them doing this. We're going to get into that a little bit. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about it now, but I, I hope we do get to like yeah. uh, where, follow the money. Let's, you know what I mean? Because that's that's I always want to follow the money on on anything that seems conspiratorial in any way. Yeah, we've gotten there with uh with uh Jenny Martin talking about how she in 2012 made nearly a half a million dollars and you know, that's 8 60 years ago or something like that. And uh and she's still doing th- this year was when she did this 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 thing and so she's I assume so being she, paid so to be this, out there. This lady who did the who started the, this organization party thing. That organization made this organization gotcha. and is promoting this. And so it's this big gotcha. umbrella thing that Jenny Martin is actually in control of at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, it, you, the listeners can make their own opinions in regards to whether they're talking heads or if they're speaking the truth. Um, but either way, Jenny Martin stands to make a lot of money. And that's, that's kind of one thing that I wanted to address with that. And so we're going to get into some other sort of motives as we go along further. Um, but for now, Erickson, he's just done with his portion of the conference and he's Again, he's just everybody's so boring. I fucking hate it. There was only like a few quotes I could get out of out of each mo- each of them. And so another doctor comes out, James, Doctor James Tadaro, a real doctor, a doctor of ophthalmology. Uh, he takes the stage and is about to. Uh, Guy who makes contact lenses. <laughs> this is your real doctor. It's not a real doctor. Yep. He, ta- <laughs> <laughs> he, takes, the, he takes the stage to talk. Don't wear well, doctor. He, the last he guy. is a real doctor, technically. It's like a guy who makes so like, lists for your shoes. Real <laughs> so he takes the stage to talk to us about how oppressed uh, the America so Frontline Doctors is, <laughs> how oppressed their version of medicine is. Quote, if it seems that there's an orchestrated attack against uh, uh, attack that's going on against hydroxychloroquine, it's because there is. When have you ever heard of a medication generating this degree of controversy? End quote. And I just want to address this for a second, guys. All the goddamn time. Are you <laughs> there shitting me? There have been so me? many different medications. <laughs> yeah. There's like fentanyl and opiates. Oh There's only Purdue Pharmaceuticals. Me. We got the Sackler family who makes all the opiates. We got ADHD medications, psychotropic drugs. There oh, yeah. have been so Nazi many. speed that we give to children. There's so many fucking no. different things that have been fu- like, oh my God. No, but those all did good things. Throughout the many years of doctors, doctors have been. This is just one of many controversies that doctors have been facing, and it's just so frustrating because he's like, "This is the only time people have ever had a problem with medication," and it's like empirically no. (laughs) He also goes on to say, "There have been uh, quote, there have been tremendous amount of censorship on doctors like us, and what we're saying is a number of us have already been censored." End quote. And quote. There's this mis- misinformation out there, and unfortunately, it has reached the highest orders of medicine, end quote. So that's fun. Right. Trying to really chi- cool. Trying to chip away at the, the pillars of, of foundation, you My, know. Good segue, because chipping at the pillars of foundation, the, pil- <laughs> yes. the pillars of foundation. Is there a new audio book that you're recording pillars tomorrow? Pillars of foundation. <laughs> he's, he's doing what's called poisoning the well, and it's an informal, logical fallacy. Uh, it presents adverse information about an opponent in order to discredit them. Um, the website called Logically Felicious uh, has a good description of what poisoning the well is. Before that, though, I'd like to add to the listeners, just so that they can note, um, in, this, in this description you're going to hear the word ad hominem, and that means to attack the man literally translated. Um, it's, it's a logical fallacy where one attacks the person, i.e. calling them names and stuff, rather than uh, the, the argument that they're presenting. Mm. So poisoning the well. There's someone I know that does that really good. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. fun. <laughs> Super cool. 
So the po poisoning the well is best described as, quote, to commit a preemptive ad hominem attack against an opponent. That is, to prime the audience with adverse information about the opponent from the start in an attempt to make your claim more acceptable or to discount the credibility of your opponent's claim, end quote. Fancy Latin for shit talk. Exactly. Shit talking without any fucking facts. You're not addressing the fucking issue. You're just like, you're a, you're a douche for saying that. You're stupid. Well, you, you don't need facts to be just insulting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's a bad dresser. Well, that's a subjective opinion, but like... And so an example that they provided that I'm going to recite for the audience, uh, it goes something like this. A guy named Tim uh, is saying this. <laughs> Boss, you heard my side of the story why I think Bill should be fired and not me. Now, I'm sure Bill's going to come up with something, some pathetic attempt to weasel out of this lie that he's created. But trust me, he's lying. That's uh, just a good example of, of what a poisoning the well scheme is. Right. And so not, not to say that both sides aren't guilty of this, but this is what's going on in, in, in our breakdown of, of what fucking this weird fucking doctor uh, James Todaro has to say. And it's... It, it it, it's, it just shows you like the the depths to which people will go to not show scientific data, <laughs> um, and that's that's what Tadaro is doing, uh, creating more distrust. Uh, the more this, the video circulates, and by throwing out the idea that the the medical field isn't to be trusted, or that the lies have gone like all the way up to the top, <laughs> he creates a sense to the listeners that people are out to convince you of things that aren't true, and it especially well, gets more. They are, but maybe not about this guy's stock in chloroquine or whatever and the that's fuck where, is going on. That's where it becomes <laughs> such an issue where both sides are screaming, this person's lying, this person's lying, that it's really hard to figure out if this is a poison the well incident or if this is a lying grifter charlatan, which is where like the censored videos, banned dot video stuff really comes in handy because it proves that like somebody is trying to discredit this person but despite all that they've got the support behind them and and they can air these banned videos because they've got a support group behind them and it, what it really promotes is just this idea that these people are actually fucking popular <laughs> yeah anyway sad it's sad tadara wants everybody to know how sorrow he is uh, how sorry he is as well that things have gotten out of hand quote I apologize to everybody for the fact that there's so much misinformation out there and it's so hard to find the truth and, unfortunately, it's going to take looking in other places to, for the truth. That's why we formed Frontline Doctors here, to help get the, the real information out there." End quote. Irony! <laughs> well, and it's just like, a significant portion of that quote is true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. significant. It's not everything even if he's that last two or three words. Right, <laughs> like, right, yeah. right. But even those, if you take them out of, like, if you change the contextual meaning of it, even, it's like the whole thing almost becomes true. They're like, yeah, we're out there to get the truth. Yeah. And that's why it's we're so... We're out there to get the truth. It's so insidious. <laughs> we're going to fucking get that shit. We're going to well, lock mean, it in a little box. Alex Jones's thing was InfoWars. Yeah. Like, like, like that, like, that's By what way, he called his like, show. If right? you guys want to hear some people shit talking, you guys listening at home and here in the studio, if you guys want to hear people shit talking about Alex Jones, that isn't me, go and check out the podcast Knowledge Fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a direct parody of the name InfoWars. <laughs> and it is so good. They follow him week by week, day by day, basically. And it is it is just so fun to listen to him talk shit. And to be bad at what he does, too. Because he's <laughs> not actually that good. It's super interesting. But, guys... Uh, 
Dr. God damn it. Dr. Todaro, he didn't just help make the America's Frontline Doctors website. He's got his own fucking website. He oh runs boy. a website called medicineuncensored.com. All which, right. Which sounds, <laughs> it sounds like a late primetime forensic crime analysis TV yeah, show does. from the 90s. <laughs> With like a, an old actor. Yeah, trying exactly. to like came out of retirement. Yeah, it's like the I, I've been watching Forensic Science or whatever it's called on Netflix or yeah, Forensic yeah. Files. Forensic Files, yeah. yeah. And it's just like uh, a couple episodes ago they were like, and they used the AOL chat logs to determine that that was a, and it's just like man. So that's what like Medicine Ouch. Uncensored, yeah. So Medicine Uncensored reminds me of that. And honestly, his website is super boring. Uh, it's just like a white background. It's It's got some like black and sometimes red headlines. And it honestly looks like if Mike Adams from naturalnews.com had never gotten the funding to update and upgrade his website. And he's also got like inflammatory headlines like Mike Adams from Natural News, such as this one, quote, <laughs> Is Big Pharma behind the effort to discredit hydroxychloroquine? Now, the reason I find this funny is because Big Pharma, or rather the large company, the, the, the number of companies that make up Big Pharma, they make all sorts of varieties of hydroxychloroquine, and it would not benefit them at all to suppress their own medicine. They could make fucking millions off of it, guys. It's crazy. It just takes moments to see that several, of, like, the, the companies that make it, they make it all over the world. Hydroxychloroquine treats, treats various diseases. Yeah. Why would malaria and two suppress... autoimmune issues? Yeah, and there's That's like a couple of other things. Lupus and yeah, and rheumatoid arthritis. But it's just crazy to me that on his own website, this website, it says that big pharma would discredit their own medicine. It's just weird. It's crazy, and it. it so he goes on to say this uh, quote: "I would say Facebook and YouTube. This is this is in the conference." Um, I would say Facebook and YouTube have taken the most draconian measures to silence and censor <laughs> censorship, and that's his exact words, to silence and censorship people. And this is coming from the CEO of YouTube as well as Mark Zuckerberg saying that anything that goes against what the World Health Organization has said is subject to censorship. So, at the American Frontline Doctors website, or conference, he says thing, the things that I stated prior. But on uncensoredmedicine.com, the very bottom of his web webpage is a very strange disclaimer which says, quote, The opinions expressed on this page are those of the author or authors and do not reflect the opinion uh, of Medicine Uncensored or its editors. This publication does not constitute medical or professional advice. Information on our page has been obtained by Medicine Uncensored from sources believed to be reliable. However, neither Medi Medicine Uncensored nor, it nor its authors guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information published herein, and neither Medicine Uncensored nor its authors shall be responsible for any errors, omissions, or claims for damages, including exemplary, uh, exemplary damages arising out of the use, inability to use, or with regard to the accuracy or sufficiency of all the information contained in this publication. No responsibility is assumed by Medicine Uncensored or editors for any injury and or damage to persons or property as a matter of product liability, negligence, or otherwise, or from any use of operations of any methods, products, instructions, or ideas containing the published content. No suggested test procedure or treatment should be carried out unless under direct medical supervision. Now, that's a pretty big goddamn disclaimer for... Uh is he the only one writing on this? I could not tell you. I didn't delve that deep into it. But it's interesting because 
if what he's publishing is infor- if his information is uncensored, if it's censored, then it means that it works and is being published on his site. If it were information that led to better health, mind you, better health with no side effects or possible complications, there would be no need to disclaim that information. However, if it's, quote, medical information that's likely to be rebuked by others or could lead to severe health issues, not to mention lawsuits, one would want to put, want and need to put a disclaimer there. I find it funny because that while he touts it's uncensored medicine, he also has to disclaim any statement made that may lead people to treating themselves with certain remedies that haven't been proven. Remedies that may lead people to raise lawsuits against him or die. So he has to, in a sense of the word, censor himself. And it's just so fucking weird that this guy is called. Uh, it's, but it's it's the uh, same thing. It's the same thing they always do, like uh, that that self censorship, right? Yeah, everybody does it to some degree or another. Like, you make a statement you're not really sure on, and you go, "Oh, but I don't really know." Yeah, and it's just like it's different because you're purporting the truth, and then going back on anything and everything that might be of have been said that you, you know what i mean it's like yeah and like with with topics like is big pharma trying to discredit uh hydroxychloroquine he can actually weasel out of that pretty fucking easily just because it's like there's it's he's not telling you to take hydroxychloroquine he's saying that maybe big pharma is behind the reason that it's being you know subdued that, that you're being told to do yeah i and, keep thinking you're about to say bigfoot <laughs> Bigfoot, tell you not to take this. Yeah, it's just, it's honestly like really irresponsible writing. And in general, Tadaro is a passionate but boring ophthalmologist. And I would like it noted, he's not an epidemiologist. And as such, we're going to skip down to our next speaker. No, he makes glasses. But what we're going to do is we're going to take a short little break before we come back to Dr. Simone Gold. <laughs> and we are going to, uh, to be breaking for commercials for you listeners. Because these listeners are needing some the, commercials. The, the, these, these, you listeners yeah. need commercials. Listen. Yep. Funny, and what we're going to do enjoyable. is we're going to provide you with products that are guaranteed to provide you with nirvana, full health, and will prevent coronavirus, unlike these doctors. So Irony. stay tuned, and we'll be back. All statements were untested and not <laughs> rated by the FDA. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by Fourth Corner. A no-pants party since 2016. Discreet Cleaners is your choice for confidential cleaning. We'll clean your carpet, room, backseat, or trunk, house, condo, apartment, boat, limo, or bathtub, with stains including blood, brains, guts, bones, piss, shit, vomit, cum, chocolate, and other stains including dirt and mud, wax candles, rose petals, broken glass, and Dear John letters. Discreet Cleaners, we're here for you. Solid Foundation Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth. Where we teach your kids to swim through the flood and outrun the plague. We walk on water with our new core program. We'll teach them to shoot, garden, hunt, skin, gut, and can all their own food. T-shirts are available at sfsbfscfy.gov. You can order the Solid Foundation Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth manual at sfsbfscfy.gov. Log on to the Solid Foundation Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth to get 15% off on all tickets to all three days of the Christian Fest's He Is Written Tour. Solid Foundation Survival 
Survival Bible Fitness Summer Camp for Youth. Ready for revelations? Now you will be. Brought to you by marine biologists who try to speak to dolphins. We'll get there. This week's episode of Black Sheep and Bad Apples was brought to you by cryptozoologists everywhere. Cryptozoologists. Eh, facts. Have you or a loved one been injured during a recreational activity? Then call me, Rex Rex at Rex Rex's recreational law firm. Are you the victim from golf or bowl golf? I'll sue him. Did you hit yourself in the face while fishing? I'll sue you. Did you skin your knee at the Grand Canyon? I'll sue the federal government. Did your hands get wrinkly when you went surfing? I'll sue Mother Nature. Or was it a sunburn at the beach? I'll sue the sun because I'm Rex Rex at Rex Rex's recreational law firm. It's not just fun. It's the law. And now, back to the show. And you guys, as we are, back. And what <laughs> we're talking about... Talking to my listeners. Okay. All the listeners. If you're just tuning in. <laughs> we missed you guys, honestly. And as you know, we were talking about America's Frontline Doctors. They're pretty weird. And we're getting into a little speaker, the next speaker at this conference, uh, called Dr. Johnson. Simone Gold. She, Simone, S Simone? Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, she, she's a go uh, an emergency medical medicine specialist, rather, who works in L.A. She runs a personal blog called The Gold Opinion, which has just a few options like bio and contact and blog and the like. Um, and it's just kind of like another James Dodaro website. It's boring white with some like black writing and she doesn't have a disclaimer. So that's kind of boring. Uh, but on her website, she touts herself as a doctor lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Like a Mr. Doctor. <laughs> and not for nothing. She Wait. probably does have a lawyer degree. I just didn't want to devote that much energy to her. I really want to see someone choking at this convention degree. and nobody um, knowing what to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I can poke his eye out. <laughs> Call Heimlich. Yeah, so she's she's at the uh, she gets up to the, the podium and and, oh, and she no. kind of describes what what all the doctors are doing there. She says, "Quote: We're America's frontline doctors. We're here only to help American patients and the American nation heal." Only American. Only, Only Americans. Not yeah. the world, because they actually don't apparently need <laughs> our fucking help at all. It is America's <laughs> no, that, frontline doctors. They're, they're, they're doing good, like opening pools in Beijing and yes, shit. Yes. And you have to like actively not like you have to like search out just American research to do that. Like the, yeah. the, the medical like world it, like collaborates. Like, like it's hard to just have one country stuff with that. Like, Which is why they're challenging themselves. <laughs> Yeah, and so she starts in uh, it's fucking Simone Gold. She starts she starts with talking points from from fucking Dr. Lozano's Flatten the Fear campaign, and she she's concerned in general with opening up the country because she's scared of the economy and how it will deflate due to the shutdown. She also states that the shutdown was unnecessary if everyone was just dosed oh. with America's frontline doctor, a special concoction of chemicals, which, as I've said, we'll get to. Sounds like a vaccine. She also wants her listeners, the listeners, to know that it's super unfair that they can't carelessly give prescriptions to people who are diagnosed with or scared of COVID-19 like a person throwing candy from a fucking 4th of July parade. <laughs> 
She, Wait, this, she said this? No, this is me. <laughs> She's upset that, that essentially pharmacists are like, you can't just give out hydroxychloroquine willy-nilly. And she's like, I want to give it out like I'm on a fucking 4th of July parade. Daddy, I want to give it out now. Yeah, and so she, during her speech, she manages to cast a little shade towards the Middle East during this little quote. Really? Not shocked at saying, all by that. And I quote, and in Indonesia, you can, you can just buy it over the counter. It's in the vitamin section. And I'm here to tell the American people that you can buy it over the counter in Iran. Because the leaders in Iran, the mullahs in Iran, which isn't a thing, the mullahs in Iran think that they should have more freedom than Americans. I have a problem with that. <laughs> My colleagues have a problem with that, too. I have more freedom than you. Sam, your face is so, so, oh, it's so good. My dad can beat up your dad. Sam, thoughts? <laughs> you look so angry. Should I continue? And now, thoughts with Sam. Da, da. No, it's just, man, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like, she's got a whole problem with like people in Iran having medical freedom. No, but, uh, but who gives but a shit? But who gives if, a shit? If... Some other country's laws allow them more... La like, you go all manner of places and you just buy pharmaceutical drugs. It doesn't mean that you should use them foolishly. Yeah. Especially oh, oh my God, this country, Iran, fucking hot button. Hot button, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, hot button, hot button, Iran. They have it on the fucking shelf. Shut up, idiot. And so she, does like every other fucking country where people are responsible about their own health yeah, and, and, and listen to doctors. And she's just like not right. like America where people eat fucking McDonald's day in and day out. She's riding that train of like, <laughs> see, Iran has more freedoms than us. That's not right. We are Americans, kind of thing. This We're is supposed to be the freest. Not, but not fuck that bitch, dude. And <laughs> thankfully, what she has to say is like short and you know sweet, sweeter, whatever. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Oh, short, yeah. at least short. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can agree sweet. on short. <laughs> yeah. Short and sour. So another doctor comes up, a pediatrician. Sexy. His name is Bob Hamilton. <laughs> and all right, Bob. And he basically says the Robin. the virus doesn't spread through children, and that children are very strongly resistant to it. He even goes as far as to say at one point that the virus dies within the child, and implies that the child has no chance of spreading it around. Oh, he so says, in summary, <laughs> that teachers cannot catch it. And I quote. I also want to say that children are not the drivers of this pandemic. People were worried about, initially, if children are going to actually be the ones to push the infection along. The very opposite is ha ha happening. Kids are tolerating it very well. They're not passing it on to their parents. They're not passing it on to their teachers. Which is a fucking irresponsible We statement. all know it's the college-age kids <laughs> in school, not the... Yeah. Holy yeah, it shit, is right it's now. A, it's a... Fucking flu virus. It, <laughs> it it kills people who are have health issues to begin with. That's what and children flus do. Children they, don't have health issues, so they don't. Yeah, they, well, I'm saying an eight year old is it. on a lot of in a lot of ways, unless their parents feed them absolute garbage for food. Eight year olds are healthier than say seventy eight year olds. According to this, though, dishes. they just don't. But that's bullshit. We all know that kids can get this <laughs> well, fucking you guys, drug. You guys have to take into consideration that Bob Hamilton, Bob Hamilton. Robin. Let's just call Ro him Robin. Robert. Ro Robert. No, that's my Rob father's name, and you will not Robin. use it in blasphemy. Robin, Robin Hamilton. He's a pediatrician, guys. 
Uh, what, what kind of medical degrees do you guys have? Oh, he's treating kids. Yeah, that's oh, the sad shit. thing. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, this he's is the, the first real doctor that we've come across. <laughs> There's been a couple real doctors. Yeah. But, yeah. So, Damn, dude. You gave those air quotes some deep. He's the first <laughs> doctor that doesn't use some lavender da- first. So this is the part, guys, where we get to the piece de resistance. Stella Emanuel. Which I'm sure some of our listeners have heard of. She's a Cameroonian-American pediatric medicine specialist doctor and is also an author and pastor of the church Firepower Ministries. So hold the fuck. Her Facebook page, which has nearly 44,000 followers, describes her, who is her writing about herself, by the way, as, quote, GWP, God's warrior princess, end quote. And it also says, quote, I shoot first and ask questions later, end quote. Well, Which well, is definitely well, good. I What's stand my ground. In Firepower Ministries. It's definitely not something we hear rural Texans talk about. <laughs> so that's good. She's one of these doctors and a church person. She also has other Holy pages for you to join. Shit. One of them being called Saved, Sanctified, and Wealthy. <laughs> on that webpage, it describe it. Hold on. Sam is... Oh, yeah, she lists it everywhere. She's got her address. address I can everywhere. call her right now. So she yeah. also... Get him on the line. She also has other pages for you to join, one of them being called The Saved, Sanctified, and Wealthy. Speaker that. Jesus Christ. Saved, Sanctified, and Wealthy. On that page, its description goes like this. Quote, Together we win. This page is for Christians who believe wealth is a part of their divine right and are willing to make money the right way, the God way. We will be teaching you the millionaire's mindset, how to use Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, and other social networks to promote your business and ministries. And in all quotes, invite your friends to join by clicking invite people to join above. I feel like she wears that suit with all the question marks on it. This thing touting how successful you can be. This web page touting how this Facebook page touting how successful you can be, it has 23 members. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm just gonna read the rest of her her Stella Manual Facebook description here. Quote: Doctor Stella hyphen is a prophet of God to the nations, called and trained as God's warrior princess by the Holy Spirit. She is a true spiritual daughter of Doctor D K Olukoya of Mountain of Fire and Miracle Ministries. She is a successful physician with an, active staff, pract- with an active staffed practice in Alexandria, Louisiana. Her attitude towards demonic forces has been described as cutthroat, a nice. warrior to the core. She believes, she believes her call as prophetess is to teach God's wounded army of believers violent warfare. Her <laughs> motto, quote, the violent taketh by force. She is also a, a, she is also a, a wealth transfer coach. <laughs> coach and believe that you can be saved, anointed. Wealth, wealth transfer? How to transfer yeah. I'll, your wealth I'll, to I'll, her? I'll read it to you. I'll read. <laughs> she is also a wealth transfer coach and believe that you can be saved, anointed, firebrand, and wealthy too. Dr. Stella, who grew up in a culture whereupon open, where, where open warfare with bold generational demons and stubborn strongholds was commonplace, feels that violent prayer and open confrontation against the powers of darkness must be taught, learned, and exercised by Christians for successful and break for success and breakthroughs on various fronts in their personal lives, ministry, and families. 
So with just a little bit. This of is money, who we're dealing with, and you. I haven't even said anything that she's spoken on this fucking conference yet. <laughs> what do you guys think? Pretty cool. Yeah, it's follower. <laughs> so I just called the Firepower Ministries in uh, Church of Fort Bend County, Texas. Yeah, and uh, the phone rang about 40 times, and then it just cut off. Yeah, yeah. So nobody answered. It's yeah, nighttime there. She's probably busy with all the <laughs> demons. So diverting from her right. background a little, oh God, she addresses here. the very small live audience at the conference by claiming she has healed over 350 different patients using the technique described by her and her colleagues. The chloroquine. nothing. Quote, this is, the, this is the lady I saw the I have clip them, of. I have put them on hydroxychloroquine. I have, put, I have put them on zinc. I have put them on Zithromax. And they are all well. So, I'd like to take, take note here that there's roughly, roughly a 3.2% chance of death. So, one cannot say that her patients didn't just naturally recover. Uh, most people do, in fact. And uh, 350 patients is anecdotal, anecdotal evidence at best, simply because we do not know if they recovered due to their natural abilities or if it was the cocktail of drugs. There's no blind study. There's no other information provided other than 300, 350 people walked in with it, and sometime later they were free of the virus. It proves nothing, especially when Emmanuel doesn't and chooses not to provide any information about this at all. So... Right. We can disregard this information 100%. Right. It yeah. is purely anecdotal. There is no evidence right. for it. But even like doing that, why wouldn't you bump up the numbers a little bit? Like, that's not too many. Honestly, I think because she thought that due to people having died of coronavirus, she didn't even think about the fact that people survive coronavirus. <laughs> and so she was like, 350 people have gotten cured, quote, under my health care or whatever. And so she thinks that, that like, it was right, due to her, you. her you magic god hands. Out of a thousand, you got 350 that survived exactly. this. Shut it's, the fuck up. It's like. dumb, and what she's saying is just pure fucking, like, logical fallacy, and it, it irritates me. That's why I had to do this episode. Dude, when this shit happened, I had people, like, sending me the... This is how I saw this lady. They are sending me stuff about this. They are like, you gotta see this before it gets taken down. And it got taken down. And they're like, see? It, I was like, see oh. what? <laughs> That's the whole... Like, but I felt it, too. You're like, oh, man, why did that get taken down? Yeah, and... And, and, and people don't really just think about the fact that, like, a company like Facebook has a policy by, by virtue of their what is going on with Facebook, what they do. How many people use Facebook on the in the in the world? I think it's like all billion? of the world. All of them. No, no, it's like half, like half the world's population. Half, yeah, three like and a half billion three, people. Yeah. Right, right. You 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 have a platform that reaches three and a half billion people. It, they they absolutely have a responsibility. Plus, they've got a terms of service that says you cannot violate these, or we are okay to do these things. Yeah, it's private. So when you violate that. This You're isn't violating public, a contract this that isn't you the public sign forum. by signing into it. We feel like it's a public forum, but it's not a public forum. No, it's a private contract. Right. And that's the like the fucked up thing and also the cool thing about like what's going on with the whole like deplatforming bullet. We'll get into it later. Right. But after <laughs> <sighs> Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm just it's so frustrating, this whole thing. Man, so, I love this bitch as a cult leader. Yeah. So <laughs> She's a cult leader. So after this, she immediately goes on talking about the NIH, uh, calling them the National Institute of, 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 and she kind of trails off. 
in this conference, <laughs> oh, describing her medical expertise, where she advocates the use of an allegedly tested and true medicine, where she encourages people to listen to and believe her. She get, forgets the word for health. It's the <laughs> National Institute of Health. Now, <laughs> being fair, I know this might be her second or third language. In fact, I don't know how many languages she speaks. To her credit, it is super difficult to speak under pressure in a fucking non-native language. So we can sum it up, You're tip her hands, in your own a right moment now. of forgetting the word. However, when you are trying to appear as credible, resourceful, and a capable doctor, forgetting the word for health during a health conference does not seem incredibly encouraging. <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, it's not. Yeah. It's, I'm not traveling to Texas to get a fucking colonoscopy from that lady. It's just, it's, you know, and again, yeah. it, that's my a anecdotal colon, thing. Colon, 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 popsicle? Uh, no. Pop. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that she had anecdotal evidence. I don't know, evidence. Texas, it's hot in Texas. This is my anecdotal evidence. Popsicle. It's fun. So moving on, she continues with her yeah, dumb speech. Pop a few ice cubes up the old pooper, you know. And she Please. states, quote, None has died, so if some fake science, some person sponsored by, by all this fake pharma companies comes out and say, Oh, we've done studies and we've found out that it doesn't work, I can tell you categorically it's fake science. I want to know who's sponsoring that study, and I want to know who behind it. Or, and I want to know who is behind it. So she... Whatever. I'm gonna more, go poisoning, more poisoning of the well. More poisoning of the well, exactly. Yeah. So she also accuses Dr. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of, Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, of using the cocktail of drugs described by the America's Frontline Doctors, stating, quote, I'm still waiting for him to come and give me a pee sample to find out if whether he's on hydroxychloroquine to treat himself, end quote. <laughs> you guys, she's literally, she doubles down on the stentons. She literally wants Dr. Fauci's pee. <laughs> I mean, I'll be real. Give me I pee. don't trust that guy very much, but I, 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 I think it's, so it's not probably his fault. It's just who put him in, like, it put him there, you know? Yeah, um, totally. She's going to start getting into some kinky sex stuff for the name of science. She's one of those ladies. She's one of those. And it's just incredibly weird that in this press conference, she was like, poisoning so much well that she was like send me your piss dude send me your piss because i know you're on it and you won't you won't send me your piss and it's like why would you send piss through usps it's not going to get there next day that's why Louisiana. the post office is failing like it's it's a weird yeah I, it's that <sighs> negging it's like negging it is it's like you negging. Won't. It's, it's fucking you won't. negging yeah you won't show me your tits because they're small dude it's ew so, dude why did you even say that so whatever she <laughs> Already pissed off. We got two more pages. <laughs> so Lauren, your hair is smoking. She continues on her very passionate rant, stating that other doctors have been asking to see the studies she's conducted. They want to see the double-blind study so that they can do an analysis and, an, and a meta-analysis on her work. Yeah, that's how science... She rebukes this by saying, quote, All you fake doctors out there tell me, and this is her end quote, Oh yeah, I want a double-blind study. I just tell you, quit sounding like a computer. Double-blinded, double-blinded. I don't know if your chip if your chips are malfunctioning, but I'm a real doctor. <laughs> Holy she fuck! Also states, "quote My data is not important for you to see patients." End quote. What? 
Yeah. So why would you trust she her? She does not need to give her data for you guys to go out there and see your patients. Hmm. So if that last quote makes Do you think, job. well, maybe Man. she's not credible. I want to assure you as sarcastically as I can that she most likely is. I would <coughs> like to read you two chilling quotes from her. The first being, quote, they found the gene in somebody's mind that makes you religious so they can vaccinate against it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the, yep. the gene, the gene the religious in, gene. Your mind in your mind that makes you religious. Makes you religious, yep. Okay, I can see, I'll I'll give her translation error. It's <laughs> no uh, seriously, that sounds sounds yep. more like something lost in translation. But um, it's the Messiah yeah, gene. Well, yeah, they found out National that it- Geographic did a fucking whole. <laughs> they, it was like the front cover, the God gene. Yeah, right. We all understand that. Well, the, I think what she's more talking about is that like conspiracy theories. How can you be theories. a scientist and also a minister? This lady. Check it out. In reg- so, so one thing I want to say is that she is extremely faithful or just a really good grifter. Don't know. Yeah, you guys can make your own decision. Yeah, I've seen Trump. Yeah, that could say, be one of the Like, same. praise God, yeah. too. So know. in regards to Facebook removing her, her, her content due to her violating their policies, she tweeted, she, she tweet threatened this. I quote, you are not bigger than God. You are not bigger than God. I promise you. If my page is not back up, Facebook will be down in Jesus' name. End quote. Huh. This is remind. This really. Yeah. This lady reminds me so much of uh, this this new show on HBO, Perry Mason, which happens in the twenties or something. But like one of the characters is this lady. Mm. Very very you biblical. Know, it's like super culty church shit. Ugh, you know. Yeah. So after a few minutes of passionate speaking, she's asked to back away from the podium so that the next guest, Joe Latipo, may speak. Now, Joe Latipo works with UCLA as a uh, a medical researcher and immediately expresses that his ideas are not shared with nor held by UCLA. He puts a lot of space between his professional self and the person he is at the podium, making sure to speak his mind but not lose his job. So he creates a clear delineation. These are his opinions. UCLA does not back this up by any means. <laughs> and at, you know, as he states, he is an internal medicine specialist working in LA. So he's a, he's a really a, a real doctor and does not have a personal website that I could find. While he is talking uh, about the audience at home, looking at these these doctors on stage, he says this. Um, you know, from their perspective, he says, "Quote: What are these doctors talking about? How could they possibly say, be saying this? I watch CNN and NBC, and they don't say anything about this." And this is him talking, and that, and that's actually that's the point. There are issues that are moral issues that, really, there should be a singular voice. You know, so for me, you know, issues related to whether people are treated differently based upon their sex or race or you know, or or, you know, their sexual orientation. Oh. I think those are, I personally think that those are uh, moral issues and that there's only one position on those. But COVID-19 is, a moral, is not a moral issue. Wait, fuck up. Because, like, you were already, like, I, I already looked at Joe once, but then you said that shit? Go on. <laughs> Let's oh hear God. what this fucking so idiot good. has to say. I'd love but, to hear what this guy's next words are. But COVID-19 is not a moral issue. COVID-19 <laughs> is a challenging, complex issue that we benefit from having multiple perspectives on. 
So it's not good for the American people when everybody is hearing one perspective on the main sh on the main stations. There's no way that that's going to serve us, end quote. And he's saying that because the, the American frontline doctors are obviously super into hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and azithromycin, which again, we're going to get into, uh, that, that basically that any other opinion other than that is, is a falsehood. Like, the, these people are, are shutting them down and trying to, to keep them from the main stations. And he's saying that, like homosexuality and race, these aren't moral issues. COVID-19 is not a moral, or those are moral issues, but COVID-19 is not a moral issue. It's super weird. I don't know why he even starts, starts his speech basically like that. It's, is, I, yeah, so right away I think this dude has got some religious. He's got some moral issues. Well, well it, it, no, it sounds like a couple steps away from no, eugenics. When I looked at Joe, the thing, the first thing that made me look over at Joe was that he said, like, morality comes from one voice paraphrasing from yeah, what yeah. you said but he's I like think it's morality has voice, one yeah. voice and i'm like that's religious shit everybody else understands that morality is um personal thing it's not a personal thing it's something that we're all agreeing on as a society oh yeah yeah i see what to you're a degree it's 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 everybody's voice mm. Really, really, well, it is because you that, see societies point, where though. it's totally morally acceptable to fucking murder and and do horrible things. But as long as the society accepts it, that's the morality. This is why morality is always going to be the slipperiest slope. Yeah. Well, that's why the, people like that want it for religion and uh, want to use religion so I think this to do it. I think right. this dude's in the firepower ministry. That's what I really wanted to get at. <clears throat> well, and, and <laughs> I would argue against that simply because I didn't see anything in my research on him that would indicate that he's religious. In fact, I think that he's probably the most studious person out of all these people because he does do internal medicine research. Um, I just think that... Yeah, doesn't make you like, a non-believer. Yeah, I well, and, and agreed with that. I just didn't read that, so I can't officially right. say that. Yeah, well, eugenics started in right. America he's the perfect. That, he's right. the perfect guy. Yeah, he's like for this. Yeah, this, like to follow the crazy lady. Yeah, and so I want I want to focus on Joe Latipo, but like during this video, it was really hard to, and so I wanted during this part to just kind of note what's going on behind him. Uh, behind the podium while he speaks. Because during Joe's address, the doctors in the back are like looking at their phones as if they were sharing memes. They're like whispering <laughs> among each other. And it seems that they have no idea that anybody else is speaking, nor are they paying attention to the speaker. And we've experienced this here in the studio with the podcast going live. It's most <laughs> likely that they're looking at their own live stream event, trying to see how many people are watching it. Uh, and I would imagine this again, because we've done it here. Um, but it's just super weird because, like, while Joe Latipo is up here, like, talking and just being really passionate, this is the moment where all the other fucking so-called doctors around back are just, like, looking at their phones and, like, <laughs> look at this, look at my... And yeah, it's it's just so unprofessional. The background... <laughs> like, these people talking is unprofessional. The background is unprofessional. We're getting... We're getting... Yeah, whatever. I feel like this guy Joe is the only zealot of the group. Uh, I, I honestly think, again, he's the only... He's the only good one. And and so again it's it's not just like the sloppy like it's it's just their mis their, their their demeanors and they seem unprofessional and like even the camera work is sloppy, like it's like shaking from side to side, zooming in and out while camera guys laughing. Yeah, and at this point it it seems to indicate that like the event was impromptu and like unprofessionally set up. Like it was the dude with a camera back there and 
So whatever, that's just the quality of it. At a certain point, Joe asks the question about how some pharmacies have been block have been blocking people uh, and they're blocking like pharmacists from giving out the drug. He he says, "quote How can the right answer be to limit physicians uh, physicians' use of the medication? That can't possibly be the right answer." Now, the answer is fairly simple. If a physician is causing harm to a person or offering treatments that do absolutely nothing, the responsible thing is to limit the drug that would be given to that person, especially in times of hysteria and fear-mongering. Desperate times call for desperate measures. So, like, I don't agree that physicians should have the ability to stop giving <coughs> medicines to people or, or not. Yeah, that's weird. But in the case of hydroxychloroquine in Texas, they've been having to put, like, kind of a hold on it <laughs> if you're not using it for, for any of the things that, are, that it's treated for. Mm. Simply because they're like, we have to stop you guys from shooting yourselves in the foot. So, it's a spe like, one wouldn't treat a broken bone with, a, with cough syrup. One wouldn't treat diabetes with antibiotics, and one wouldn't treat a, a scratch with an amputation. Of course, there are contextual cases where some different medicines might be necessary, but treating a person with a questionable medication without seeking other, more proven methods is irresponsible, especially when that medication is known to at least sometimes cause health issues, if not taken for the right ailment. But for Joe, it is unacceptable to be told what to do or to be controlled. In his case, it's pro he is probably is... Uh, he probably is curious for the effectiveness of the treatment. After all, researching medicines is literally his job, but he wants to do it while treating people. He wants the trial run to be given to people. He wants to give this to people so that he can do his research on them, which is unethical at best and downright damaging at worst. <sighs> so, anyway, here's another stupid quote from him. Quote, <laughs> So at the very least, we can live in a world where there are differences in opinions about the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine, but still allow more data to come. You know, still allow physicians who feel like they have expertise with it, use their, use that medication and still, you know, talk and learn and, and get better at helping people with COVID-19, end quote. Now this is where fucking Stella Emanuel butts her fucking, she, the outspoken pastor doctor, she interrupts, she takes the podium once again. <sighs> to passionately state a few things. Here's two, which we're gonna address after this. Any study that says hydroxychloroquine doesn't work is fake science, which is our, her first claim. Second claim, I want to show them, uh, I want them to show me how it doesn't work. How is it gonna work for me who is 300 patients alive, but they're still going to say it doesn't work? Part one we're gonna break down is the, the, the who says hydroxychloroquine doesn't work is fake science, and I want them, uh, so it does work. Hydroxychloroquine, it works for so many things. Just it, It's that next bit where she's like, proved like the reverse, like the this inverse of scientific method negging shit. Yeah, exactly. Like it does work for various things, as I've already listed, where like malaria and lupus and stuff like that, uh, it's been used to treat all these different things. Um, so if one used hydroxychloroquine to to treat balding, it wouldn't work. To treat asthma, it wouldn't work. And that's not fake fucking science. Certain drugs are used for treating certain things, and if they aren't effective at treating something, it's dangerous to continue giving them that medication. Many doctors have looked at hydroxychloroquine as a possible treatment to all, uh, as, as a possible treatment, uh, all to find conclusions that oppose Dr. Emanuel's. Hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and zithromax are the panacea that brought these doctors to this conference a treatment which is also widely 
acclaimed by people like Alex Jones and Donald Trump. Who? And it, Wait, what was that last name? I, I recognize that from somewhere. Uh, I believe that's not his full name right now. And as I said, the second part of that is like, I want them to show me how it doesn't work. How is it going to treat 350 patients? We already talked about that. Right. Like, people just recover sometimes from this. And so it's just, like, it's bad science. Like, the whole, it's, it's just super gross. And again, Alex Jones and Donald Trump, like, they're also on these people's sides. And medical experts... So Donald Trump killed some guy re- and his wife in Texas because he said that shit about the chloroquine and then because they put that lockdown on it. Yeah. They went... The guy went on Amazon and bought chloroquine or whatever. I can't remember the first bit. There's hydroxychloroquine and chloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine is also used in aquariums to treat several different fish diseases. Huh. Like ick or something. I don't yeah. know. But like, you know, fish aren't people <laughs> by, by a bit. Wait. No, nah, it's not like, oh, dogs and humans use the same medicine, <laughs> you know? But so you this can dude take and his your wife, dog's do you annex. guys remember this? The dude and his no, wife about took, the, took the fish medicine, and I don't remember if they died or got seriously sick, but they fucked themselves up. Yeah, he didn't become Aquaman. No, he did not. No, no one could actually become yeah, Jason so, Moma. So this, this whole, <laughs> except, except Jason Moma. This whole conference conference Welcome is basically ladies. boiled down to like, like big pharma and the government doesn't want you to know the truth about this with like a hundred exclamation points behind it, and and the this thing they don't want you to know about is that big pharma makes all these products. The government also like regulates these products, and and it doesn't. It, the manufacturers of, of medicines don't make zinc, that's vitamin companies, but it's the same thing. And this is also true for Zithromax. Um, they're made by big corporations. Zithromax is the brand name for the generic drug azithromycin, which is an antibiotic. Antibiotics do absolutely nothing to treat viruses. <laughs> they're used to treat bacterial infections. So when these doctors tout an antibiotic as an antiviral treatment to the coronavirus, we can see very clearly one of three things. That these people either don't know good medicine, they're not doing good medicine, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, or they're intentionally telling people to use bad medicine. Well, like that's also a doctor's like kind of first, like first thing that they do anytime someone's sick is give them antibiotics. Like it's not something they should do, but like because of like most of the time it will be beneficial. Yeah. Well, and but, that's what like Stella. Uh, they still shouldn't. Yeah, uh, like Stella Manuel and yeah. and Simone Gold, they're all touting this antiviral as a part of a trilogy of treatments. Yeah. Or antibiotic it, rather that will treat a virus, and it's bullshit. But we're gonna address the other part of their their medicine here. We're going to address the zinc. So your body obviously needs zinc to survive, but health health authorities have said you really only need like 19 milligrams a day. And as an adult, like you just 19 need 19 milligrams? I think so. Seems high. I might be wrong. I don't know. Anyway, um, for good health. And, you know, maybe it's a week. Uh, again, I didn't. I thought it was milligrams a day. So maybe it's bad t- 19 milligrams of THC, you're probably taking a nap. Yeah. So maybe not. Maybe I I got that wrong. But with a decent diet, it's 19 MGS a day anyway. With a decent diet, one can acquire those nutrients very easily. Furthermore, you can actually overdose on zinc. 
called zinc toxicity. It causes gastrointestinal issues, so you can get nausea, vomiting, flu-like symptoms, diarrhea. You turn like silverish. Yeah, zinc toxicity exists at above the extreme high end of zinc tolerance, which is around 40 milligrams a day. Again, if milligrams, maybe it's micrograms, don't know. Um, that's just bad research. Anyway, <laughs> so again, with a healthy diet, you shouldn't really need to take more than something with a few of these, you know, a few points, if you will, of, of, of zinc a day. Um, not only is the excess zinc unnecessary, but if you're paying for vitamin pills with zinc in it, you're just buying expensive pee. You're just peeing out all those vitamins. But people like Alex Jones, Yvette Lozano, Mike Adams, and Stella Emanuel all have things to sell you. Whether it be an online store where they sell buckets of food and bottles of things called Brain Forest, or a church where you can go and attend and donate, or a clinic in Texas where you can be charged $545, fucking dollars for a COVID-19 consultation. These people are looking at how to create a narrative and by doing so sell their product. Your fear is their profits, and this, quote, conference was that of either accidental misinformation or intentional disinformation. And to top it all off, a lot of these doctors are what are called concierge doctors. Have you guys ever heard of this term? No. Like it, yes men? Uh, no, not quite. So, AARP has an article entitled, What to Know About Concierge Medicine with the byline being, quote, a doctor who is time to talk to a doctor who is time to talk to you can be yours for a price. Oh. End quote. And it sounds like it could be great actually. It sounds like how one would pay a lawyer for retainer. These doctors are paid to care for you specifically. According to the article, quote, these types of practices where you pay a monthly or annual fee in exchange for direct physician access have average costs ranging from $77 to $183 a month, according to the American Academy of Family Physicians. Some practices still bill your insurance on top of the monthly fee, while others eschew insurance entirely. And as a result, they often charge on the high side, end quote. Now, it sounds enticing, sounds exciting. Uh, some of the perks that the AARP article describes are like same-day appointments, longer exam times, home delivery of medica medications, and, and round-the-clock telephone and email access to your daughter, end quote. So... To your doctor, rather, not daughter. That's how I was yeah. <laughs> daughter. And I was like, I thought wow. I heard that. Yeah, thought I heard it too, and I was like, I want to nip that in the butt. Um, so with a lot of these like American frontline doctors actually being concierge doctors, they stand to make either money, medical credibility, members of their church, and or political ties. So it's no wonder why they began such a controversial conference. In fact, a few of the members of this conference, if it may be so fucking called, have met with or been retweeted by President Trump himself, furthering the reach <laughs> of some of this material. But, but none of them are like, like, like with her. She doesn't have a huge following. That, that's what like blows my mind about it. He didn't like, he didn't find somebody because a lot of people are, have the same message. 44,000 people really ain't that much. No, they, but they have huge congregations. And I, but, well, that was 44,000 ministry members. Yeah. yeah. It also might be because followers. of their skin complexion, too. Like, yeah, and so people like Stella Manuel, who who has said that they put alien DNA into vaccines, um, that they, hmm. they have things to gain from such a strange and unusual performance. 
Needless to say, the American frontline doctors didn't come out of the shadows simply to preserve American dignity in the face of a pandemic. Even if their intentions were absolutely pure, one could still see how many of them stood to make a profit while poisoning the well. And I can't even believe I'm going to write and say this, but this whole thing helps people lose their trust in medical experts and government officials. You guys, neither of which I trust either. <laughs> I don't trust either of them. I, I, I feel you exactly with that. <laughs> so I was relieved to get to the abrupt end of this awkward, unprofessional, and frankly strange conference. And that happened weeks ago, and more and more insane things have been coming out since then. And it's safe to say that there are political-leaning agendas to the America's frontline doctors, and I, for one, am sure that those doctors are not done seeing patients yet. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. <coughs> so, pretty, pretty cool stuff. <laughs> These we guys seem die. like the best. <laughs> yeah. They really do. They really do. And they don't seem like anybody has died uh, that, because of the things that they've said. That last one, she just talked at the Republican uh, convention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing how just like all of this ties into so many other different things we were talking about, like Alex Jones, mm-hmm. Colts. Like, Colts, like it's... It, it, it was one of those stories where when it first came out, I was like, oh, this will be interesting. And then the more I got into it, the more I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, no. oh, yeah, these guys are going to love this shit. Hold oh, no, up. we might all die. And it's just, it. it's really sad to see that people are actually, like, taking these people's word for, for who they are without, like, kind of backing into a little <laughs> bit of their story, without, like, looking into who are the people saying these things. And And that's kind of the reason I wanted to do this whole podcast, kind of like, show you guys here in the studio and the people at home like how I go about really learning about who people are because um, it's important to figure out if they've got an actual degree and what their degree is in it's important to figure out what they're saying and contrast that against what's being said by other people and and who do you trust well well and if the truth's being stifled then it's on everybody to like unstifle it but oftentimes you know like these websites Supre- you know, censored, blah, blah, yeah. It's not the truth being stifled. Exactly. It's, it's some fucking grifter. And it always has this kernel of... mob. Yeah, and it's always this kernel of truth where, like, they'll say that, just as an example, people have died from vaccines, which is a true thing. People have died from vaccines. But then they'll say, they'll expound that, and they'll take it up five more steps of logic and be like, vaccines cause autism, which is a DNA, a genetic issue. And it's just this real, really well, weird from thing. from the alien DNA in the vaccines, yeah, yeah. obviously. For me, it's just really weird because there's always this kernel of truth where it's like, no, you're kind of right, but not in, you're not as right as you think you are in, in, the, in the direction of like hydroxychloroquine, demon sperm... Uh, getting kids back to school because they don't give it to teachers and parents like it, it just like it's misguided information at the very best and it, again it's it again it's it, it's it, it's either irresponsible or propaganda and to me it was just something that I thought was really funny and really sad so it's more likely propaganda I, I would think so yeah. but I don't think it's propaganda that they don't believe in I think they're I, I believe uh, that I, I believe for the most part everyone's trying like trying their best they're they're not out there like doing something nefariously like they believe this is the truth yeah that is the the, that's the hardest part with arguing with people like that right 
Right. Yeah, and so that's been my I'm coverage. not evil. No, I'm sorry. You are evil. <laughs> you just don't know it. Like, you've got a good heart, but what you're saying is a lot worse than how you think it's... Like, <laughs> like it's worse than what you think it is. And it... Yeah, again, it's, it's just a funny story. It, and it's funny because it's sad. It's like, of course... It's not funny, haha. It's well, me and my girlfriend were having a conversation where we were like, "Why do we laugh at dark shit? Like, why do we laugh at, at at the worst things in the world?" And I was like, "Well, I think it's because we expect those types of people to do that type of thing. So when we hear about like white supremacists having a rally in a certain city, we laugh because we know those people are going to do that. But we laugh because it's fucking sad. Mm. And it, the, this whole thing has just been that for me. It's been sad." funny and weird and I'm glad to get it behind me any last thoughts boys before we close this out hmm. I think we need to take a little trip to Texas for a follow up podcast well I'm sure um, everything around her ministry is open and she lets everyone come around her with no masks do you, th- right. do you think we can wear masks no I bet you we get called a max- mask tard is that what the new one is probably yeah, or she'd be like, come up to the front, let me heal you from COVID-19. Take your mask off. And then she'd like slap you in the forehead. With COVID-19. Yeah, and then she'd be like, go sit down, I'm burning your mask because it's Satan's. We all just like bring like bring a bunch of Alka-Seltzer and like chew them up, so as soon as we take them off, we just start foaming and drop <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> I like this idea. <laughs> I'm down. Anyway, this has been... Talking dark voices. This has been our coverage... Of the Americas front Frontline doctors. doctors. Yeah, wow. What we're going to be doing from here is we're going to be taking a short break, a four-week hiatus. We're going to be working on a, a, a new format of the podcast. We're going to be trying to uh, figure better, out... stronger. Yeah, better, faster. stronger, structural ways of, of building up what we're doing. Um, in the meantime, we will be releasing a part-by-part. Part. I believe it's going to be a four-part, but bear with us. Um, game time episode where we're not so focused on research and stuff because we're going to be playing a fucking board game. Ooh. Yeah, we've got a a really long-winded board game yeah. to play. It it You said it's from six to eight hour board Some game? Some shit like that, yeah. yeah and so <laughs> it's we're, basically Risk, but with aliens. Yeah, so we're going to be going Ooh. on a short hiatus for a few weeks, but in the meantime, listeners, you can catch some of that stuff um, maybe a couple weeks out from what we're doing right now, and while we're uh, we're busy writing content that y'all love, I hope you guys uh, do us a favor and drop a comment or a like, and we're gonna um, we're gonna do what we can to make uh, some beautiful stuff. Yeah, and uh, also never forget that this is our anniversary too. Now it's our anniversary, so yeah. never forget. Better yet, always remember. Fuck Hobo Johnson. Fuck Hobo Johnson. Boom. Never use pyrotechnics for a gender reveal party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is too true. Thank as you well. guys for listening. We're going to be taking our time, doing our thing. Yeah. But, uh, we'll be back. We hope to hear responses. And until then, uh, fuck Hobo Johnson. Fuck yeah. Hobo Johnson. Hey, pow, pow. You got to make it stop. Stop it, Sean. Make it stop it. Sean. Turn turn the You can't stop me! Can't stop music. Oh. (laughs) Sean, turn it off.
put the hit the space bar, man, or whatever it is you do. I swear to God, I'm gonna throw a beer can at you. 